0: is the mind body business show hello everyone and welcome 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 to the mind body business show oh my goodness we have another phenomenal phenomenal guest waiting in the wings Andrea Waltz is here yes you guessed it the co-author of go for no an amazing amazing best-selling massive book not in size, but in value and in what it teaches. And it was a breakthrough book. It still is to this day. We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. I cannot wait. So incredibly excited for you to meet this young woman. And we're going to pick her brain and in a nice, gentle way for you. And that is what the Mind Body Business Show is all about. It is a show for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And what I do is I bring on only the most successful entrepreneurs that we can find to bring on so that they can help to give you the quote-unquote secrets to success. Here's the thing, what I found over the last 10 years or so of just studying only successful people, what made them tick, how did they become and stay and continue to grow in their level of success? And what I found over that course of 10 years, this is these are personal mentors that I'm studying. These are authors of some I've met, some that are no longer with us. Uh, these are People I've studied from afar, and what I started learning there were there's three primary categories or right? I call them the three pillars of success that kept bubbling up to the top. These patterns that developed that I noticed with everyone that I studied that had achieved a high level of success. You might be able to guess what those three are. Hint: It's part of the show's name, mind, body, and business. So, mind is all about the mindset, and each individual to a person had a very powerful. Positive and most importantly, flexible mindset. And every single one of them train themselves to have this mindset. Very few. I don't, I've not, I don't know a person who's been born with a, a mindset like that. It's something you need to work on. Body, that's all about taking care, literally, of your body. I'm not kidding. Your body nutritionally, what you're taking in and physically, what you're doing, are you exercising on a regular basis? Those that have achieved the highest level of success traditionally take care of themselves that way as well. And then there's business. Business is multi, multifaceted. And what I found is those who are successful had mastered the skill sets that are necessary to get them to the level of success that they had attained. Skill sets like sales, marketing, systematizing, team building, leadership, the list goes on and on. There are many, many, many. The cool thing about that is, is you nor those successful people, need to master every single one of those skill sets. Why is that? Because if you just mastered one of those skill sets, and actually I mentioned it as a hint in that list just a moment ago, then you're good. And that is the skill set of leadership. Once you've mastered that, then you can delegate those skills or those tasks to those people that have those skill sets already mastered and build that miraculous, incredible team and delegate out the tasks that you personally are not, uh, that mastered at. Fantastic. We have an amazing show. And again, speaking of successful entrepreneurs, another wonderful trait of the very successful is that they tend to be voracious readers. And with that, I want to segue real quick. And then we're going to bring on Andrea. I'm going to segue over to a little little uh, section that I like to uh, affectionately call bookmarks.
1: Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com.
0: Yes, there you see ReachYourPeakLibrary.com on the site. So, by the way, real quick, while you're watching the show, rather than succumb to that want and desire to click away and get onto another tab and open up a resource that we talk about because we will be mentioning several during the show rather than do that take out a piece of paper and an old-fashioned writing instrument you remember those are called a pen or a pencil and take notes I do this myself while I'm conducting this show and I will never tell people to do things that I either don't do myself or think that well I, I do them I, I wouldn't tell you to do it or recommend you do it unless I myself practice it. The reason is, here's the real reason, the magic happens in the room. Now, this is a virtual room, and I get that, but I think you understand where I'm going, is keep your attention gazed on, on Andrea Waltz, because what you're going to learn from her tonight could could change your life forever. I, I kid you not, I've done over 100 of these shows, and I cannot tell you how many Nuggets of gold have been sprinkled upon this show and our audience over these couple of years that we've been broadcasting. And so stay on the show, write notes, and visit those resources later. So write that down, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Practice it now, write it down, reachyourpeaklibrary.com, and then visit it after the show. Now, onto the site itself. It is a site that I literally had developed with you in mind. You, the entrepreneur, the business person looking to achieve that next level of success, because no matter where you are today, there's always another level, isn't there? And so with that, I began reading only a little over a decade ago. I, 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 I didn't read it all until about a decade ago. And then I learned the importance of it and I began reading voraciously. And so what I began doing is compiling a list of only the books that I read that had a profound impact on me, either through. Business or through personal uh, means. And that is this list right here. And you will see a very awesome book. It's a long list. And here it is Go for No. I read that some time ago. This is going to be the topic, part of the topic for tonight, because Andrea Waltz herself, right there, you see her name. She is the co author of that very book. And she is with us right now. And so that list is there for you. Grab a book, read it. If you haven't read one in a while, that's a great go-to source. So at least it's been vetted by at least one other successful entrepreneur. The odds are greater that you will also get profound impact from it rather than just guessing. All right, enough of my yammering. It is time to bring on the guest of the hour. Are you ready? Here she comes
1: it's time for the guest expert spotlight savvy skillful professional adept trained big league qualified
0: and there she is ladies and gentlemen the one the only andrea waltz Woohoo! wow looking fantastic in orlando florida area so so grateful that you are spending your time here uh just oozing with value coming up very soon uh for our guests. How are you doing tonight, Andrea?
1: I am doing great, Brian. Super excited to be with you.
0: Oh, oh, you have no idea. I've been looking forward to this. I know you scheduled this date some time ago. We were a yeah. bit booked and I appreciate you for sticking with it and showing up. Uh, you have no idea. I said, oh my gosh, go for no co This is gonna be phenomenal. And uh, so I'm gonna introduce you formally in just a moment before we do that. Real quick, everyone that's watching live, you have to be watching the video, live video. Uh, toward the end of the show, I'm going to reveal how you can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. All compliments of our buddies at TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. You see the red logo on the upper right if you are listening or if you're watching. If you're listening on a podcast, obviously you can't see that. It is TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. That's my friend Jason Nast and company. They provide a free vacation for us to give away every single week. And yes, I do strongly believe you will be able to actually leave the country sometime soon. I sure hope so. All right. With that, let's let's bring on this young lady with the respect she deserves, shall we? Andrea Waltz is the co-founder of Courage Crafters, Inc. and co-author of the best-selling book, Go for No. Yes is the destination. No is how you get there. Through speaking and an online training and coaching course, Andrea teaches people in virtually every business and industry how to think and feel differently about failure, rejection, and the word no. Powerful. Today, Go For No, the book, has become a well-known methodology in the world of selling and is widely recognized as the singular best program of its kind. This is huge. The book, Go For No, reached number one on Amazon's bestseller list in 2010. And check this out. It has remained in the top 50 of sales books for the last decade, 10 years. Very, very impressive. With that, I'd like to firmly and warmly welcome Andrea Waltz to the stage, to the show. This is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yes, it will be. So, Andrea, I
0: opened the show talking about the three pillars of success, and I wanted to start with the first, and that's the one of mind. And about that, so the bio, my gosh, impressive. Whew. I mean, you guys, you and your husband have crushed it with that book a decade. That is that is extremely uh, impressive. <laughs> you know, how many people I hear so many times of a book going on Amazon, it becomes a bestseller for the first week and then it drops off for the rest of the life of the book because they figure out how to make it a bestseller. Yours is different. Yours is a true bona fide bestseller. And it's, it's phenomenal. (laughs) And, uh, I'm looking at comments that are coming in, uh, from Thomas Anthony Comiskey said, thank you in advance for choosing me. It's great to be a winner. I love it. (laughs) You're going to have to enter to win and it is a random drawing. I could, you not? I have my dice right here on the table. Uh, and, and he's also saying hello to both of us. Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate you coming on fantastic. So what I wanted to do though, is that bio is phenomenal, powerful and it tells a lot about your accolades, your experience, that you you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. You have to, to do what you've done, you and your husband. So what I wanted to find out though, is go a little deeper, get a little bit more personal, and find out what I call the cornerstone or the foundation of anyone's success or lack thereof, is what's going up in that big, beautiful brain of yours. What is going on in Andrea's brain that has catapulted you and helped you sustain this en- enormous level of success that you and your husband have gotten. And that is, what is it that, what what motivates you? Like when you get up yeah. in the morning, you know, every day is filled with challenges. Any entrepreneur knows that. And some of them bigger than others, and they can be daunting at times. What keeps you going? What keeps you positive? And what keeps you powering through each and every day, day after day?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Brian, I mean, I wake up every morning with with when it comes to go for no with one goal and that is how do i what do i do today to share this message to spread this message and every day to me is like a little mini lottery ticket <laughs> and when i say that i mean it's opportunity right there's always a opportunity when you're an entrepreneur to have a, a new contact build a new relationship with somebody have somebody uh, discover the message and so it's i find it very very exciting um and but the for me it's always been about the mission and when richard actually i mean he was the one who taught the go for no idea to me that you intentionally hear no more often in order to hear more yeses and it kind of blew me away and it changed everything that i did And, and i learned this in the corporate world and then we quit and started our business um i believe it's such a important message i it breaks my heart to think that people don't try things because they're afraid of the word no that they're afraid to fail and so that really when you say what motivates me that mission of of telling people hey think of a different think of failure in a different way think of rejection in a different way that's really the thing that that motivates me on a daily basis and when you combine that with the kind of um riskiness of being an entrepreneur, the opportunity, the fact that every day is a new chance, a, a new little lottery ticket. It's perfect uh, to me. It's, it's the perfect business.
0: And I love the, the whole concept. When I first read the book, I was like, man, this makes so much sense. You know, rejection is the biggest fear. I think that's what keeps people from actually going to another door and knocking on it or to pick up the phone and make another call. Cause it doesn't feel good. Does it? Uh, until you get used to it and know that just read the book go for no tells you exactly what to do and uh it was like wow this is amazing so it's not about it's not a negative thought process it's i'm okay with no process you know because i know that how many more no's in the future is going to be that yes it's not about i'm looking for a no but it you know it's putting yourself in the mindset of yeah you are because you're going to get many of them so be, you can be okay with it is what I got out of it is to try, kind of change your mindset.
1: Exactly, so be- well, yeah, and, and you're so right. It's, it's kind of a combination. I, I always say it's, it's a combination of philosophy um, which is the f- philosophical idea that, that that failure requires, or this, that, that sex success <laughs> requires failure, failure requires success. They're, they're yes and no are opposite sides of the same coin. Um, so that's the philosophy part. There's a strategy part, which is here no more often. Um, and so when you combine kind of that philosophical part with the strategy, um, that kind of is where the mindset part comes in as well.
0: And isn't I mean I just think it's true that the mindset is probably the most important and paramount aspect of our lives that we can spend time on uh, refining and improving. And you're you're showing that right now. You're you're saying that it's I've heard the word mindset three times in the last ten minutes. It's awesome. Um, oh, Ken Wentworth, Mr. Biz, P.K. <laughs> walks the Walk. We were talking about walking the walk. So I don't know if you know this gentleman, Jeff Fagan amazing guy. I was gifted the book by a student many years ago. And to this day, it stands out as a game changer. Absolutely. And I think what your book message uh, has is actually reaching people because Thomas says no. (laughs) 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 And Mr. Biz says again, I love the concept of go for no. Yeah. Yeah, and if we do not ask, we are rejecting ourselves. Thank you all for all the lovely comments, and and I love interaction. And if you have questions, by all means, drop those in the comment area as well re- with respect to where you're at, Facebook, LinkedIn, Periscope, YouTube Live, or Twitch, any of those. We welcome you to uh, join the party and have some fun with us. So also talked about, so mind, we, we covered mindset a little bit. We can do more. There's no... Structured regimen to this show. I just have fun, and the one, another thing I talked about was skill sets that entrepreneurs must acquire to become successful in business. Now you've been through over a decade since the issuing of that book before it went out, and that was I'm guessing that was a game changer for you guys. And now you've learned a lot. I'm sure you've changed a lot. You've grown, and your um, paths have gone differently than they were back then. So as, as you look at it now, today, what would you say are your top three that you think, Andrea Waltz that you think the top three skills that are needed to be successful right now?
1: Mm. Um, so I think, uh, first of all, and I wouldn't have said this at the beginning, but I um, You have to be really well organized and be a planner. Um, You've got to, I think, take the time to sit down and figure out what's your strategy, what's your plan, um, and then break those things down. It, it, It can be so overwhelming sometimes, I think, as entrepreneurs, as we kind of have this vision, but it really has to be broken down into little pieces. So it's to figure out um, what's the plan and then all of the little individual things that have to be done. And we do this all the time. We set out with kind of like a, a project for the year and all of these things that we wanna accomplish. And then it all comes down to, we literally write every step um, on three by five cards and put it on our dry erase board And we literally have all of these cards with all of the individual steps um, one by one that have to get done. And because to me, it's um, and I'm not a visionary. Richard is really the visionary of the two of us. I'm really the kind of the tactical person, um, because to me, that's what it comes down to is um, you can dream and you can kind of create these visions. But what are you going to execute? What are the tactical steps required? So definitely. organization and planning so that you execute the activities that need to get done, I think is huge.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. We have more folks chiming in. We'll get to you in just a moment. And the thing is, is like I said in the beginning, you don't have to master every single skill set there is because there's too many. There's just too many. But the key is is to master the primary ones, especially when you're first starting out as a solopreneur. I mean, my gosh, you got to do it all right. Marketing, sales, um, you're not really doing any team building at that moment. You're on your own. But the thing is, you hit you hit burnout so fast, because if if you're, you know, actually achieving a level of success and you're ready to grow, but you don't have a team, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Speaking of being tough, um, you know, many things that that happen, entrepreneur, you know, one of the things I've learned as an entrepreneur is be OK with what I call failure, even though it's not that brutal it's failure of having making mistakes of things not going right or the way you wanted them and do it often and do it as fast as you can so you can get to the the actual ones that do work and then hang your hat on that learn from it and then move and do it again wash rinse repeat what would you say are uh some of the biggest quote unquote failures or setbacks you've had uh and what have you learned from them
1: (laughs) so We've had, (laughs) we've had so many, we've made so (laughs) many mistakes along the way. It's hilarious. Um, Some of them are small and they're like the, they're just the irritating mistakes. I'll never forget this. This is so funny. Um, When we very first launched our company back in 1998, uh, it was, we did training specifically for retail organizations. And we had, it was just the two of us. I literally did cold calling to find prospects, and we would send out mailers, and um, and we were we were marketing to the largest companies, the largest retailers. I guess you could say in the world, certainly in America, um, all of the big department stores, all of the the five hundred store, thousand store chains. So we weren't working with mom and pops. And keep in mind, our competitors were like actual real training companies with like offices and, and four color brochures and all of these things. And we literally had nothing. We had like a horribly designed website. Our brochures were we we printed them out and we bound them ourselves. I mean, by hand, it looked like like literally a school project. I'm not even kidding. It was so bad. But what we did have was we spoke the language of our ideal prospect, which was really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things that we did was we decided that we would produce a newsletter. Now, this was right. This is like a couple years before that e-newsletters were, poss- were popular. So this was an, a printed newsletter. And our idea was that we would produce this printed newsletter and that these companies would buy a subscription for every store in their chain and would distribute them. And we actually got quite a few companies to do this. And so we would produce a newsletter every month at, and it was full of retail articles, for sales and customer service and management. And our very premier issue was January, February, 1998. I'll never forget it. And then we printed our second issue and keep in mind, this is like before there was no graphic design, there was no Canva, there was no anything. We were were patching all of this together and taking it to a printer and having them like shoot it with a camera and then produce it on paper. Just what we went through was just insane, right? And our second issue, we left, we forgot, and on the front of it, it said premier issue. Now, this was March, so this is the second issue, premier issue, January, February. And I was so mad. I couldn't believe that we made such a stupid mistake. The second issue on the very front had the, the, the January, February. And so what we did was we went out. Cause I couldn't send these, I couldn't ship these out. We had all these subscribers and these were going to hundreds of store locations. We had to go out and we got stickers like, um, neon stickers. And we, I don't even remember what we printed on them. And then we stuck them on every issue of this printed newsletter that we did. So the time, effort and energy, Brian, to just fix this one little stupid mistake and, and that was the that was the first, I think, like, quote, unquote, big mistake that we made. But it's so funny because I could give you in the 20 years that we've been entrepreneur, the, the list goes on and on and on and on and on <laughs> little stupid mistakes. And now today, I these things don't even phase me. I, I think back mm-hmm. to how upset. And I was just I was absolutely sick. Um, To my stomach like how could this happen? This is horrible and and now I I I just these just these things just roll off your back Because you you just realize they're they're just so small in the big scheme of things what used to upset me then Um, And then I would say the other big failures mistakes along the way um, Have always 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 they've had one characteristic um, that binds them all together. They're bound like glue by this singular characteristic, which is we had no business doing them. <laughs> so that's the singular characteristic. We had no business doing these things. And here's here's what they all had in common. They were all, and we hear this all the time in entrepreneurship, they were all bright, shiny objects. They were all things where we, we looked at something and then we said, ooh, that would be fun, um, let's try this, let's do this, right? And uh, yeah, no, total disaster, not on the plan. When I, when I said, you know, lay out your projects and plan and get organized and figure out what you wanna do, that's so you don't do those stupid, bright, shiny object things. Um, there's a reason for that. So yeah, it was always the bright, shiny objects that were the, the big failures and the big mistakes.
0: Yeah, several lessons in there. I mean, the first I love is profound. You didn't actually come out and say the the lesson, but it was basically, you know, what seems like a big issue at the moment really isn't when you step back and look at it in light of everything. I, I, I'm going through similar emotions from when I did the same thing, you know, 20 years ago. And, you know, the smallest of things happen. And then you think the whole world's coming to the end because, oh my gosh, it happened. And I got to fix this. And, oh no. And it's like, Gosh, looking back, it's like, what did I waste all that time worrying about uh, all that stuff? Oh, hey, Scott Aaron, recently wow. wed. Congratulations. He says, two of my favorite, favorite purple. Oh, he, <laughs> there. He, he corrected it. I got the wrong one up there. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> He's listening. Yes, it's the destination, but no is how we get there. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we got a long question. I'm reading it. I don't want to put it out there unless... All right. We'll, we'll bring that one up in a moment. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so talked about, you know, it's looking back on it now. I was like, yeah, big deal. And then the other lesson I heard is, you know, be prepared, get organized, you know, put in the work and be, have preparation, uh, up front so that the surprises don't hit you, uh, when it's time to actually roll this thing out and execute, uh, my goodness. I've learned, I think everyone who's been in business for any uh, length of time, five to 10 years or so, has been through what you're talking about, Andrea, and can relate. Uh, I know I can. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's go to this uh, question we have from Thomas. He says, Andrea, what would you do with people that ghost you? They say that they want information. I send it to them, and they either do not watch the video or review the info. Wow, how many times does that happen? Or they watch the videos or do not get back with me getting back with them three strikes and you're out it's a form of no but then but they do not say no i think is what he meant they are saying no to themselves but not to me so i'm not sure if there was a question in there except for what do you do with people that ghost you
1: yeah Uh, well and so brian i get this so often because um you know the whole found the whole philosophy of go for no right is is um be willing to hear no more often, and when you hear more no's, you have the opportunity to hear more yeses. The, pr- the problem is, and that would be great if we got answers every time, right, if we got people to actually give us answers, and I think uh, so this is, I, I end up dealing with this issue so much for people because they don't get yes. They don't get no. They don't even get maybe sometimes they just literally don't get anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so people wonder, well, how long, you know, what, what should I do? I don't want to look pushy. I don't want to look desperate and I have to chase this person and I'm chasing and chasing, chasing, um, the conventional wisdom. And I would tend to agree with this and, there, well there's kind of two thoughts right um one is that if you are going to be in business and you have somebody who's qualified for what you have then it's you never give up you you all you continue w- with following up with that person um so that's one piece of advice the other piece of advice is well if you did that with everybody i mean at some point point, um, right? Shouldn't you just kind of give up and let it go? And there's a lot of conventional wisdom in the sales training world, which is uh, just um, kind of break up with them, right? Just send them a a message or leave them a voicemail and say, hey, I've reached out to you several times. Um, I've I've got, you know, basically, in so many words, a lot going on, I'm busy, you're busy, apparently, and I haven't heard back from you. So this is the last time I'll reach out to you. um, If this is something that you're interested in, if I, if I've misread this, if you've been, if you've just had something going on, and you just couldn't get back to me, um, let me know as soon as possible. It's fundamentally like a kind of a breakup message. Um, you know, that's one strategy too. You just, you have to decide, you know, it, and it depends on your business. Mm -hmm. I've had companies that have taken me years to land as clients and I wasn't willing to just let them go and give up. I didn't contact them very often, um, but I continued to reach out to them and stay persistent. So ultimately it's up to you to make that decision. Mm -hmm. But I do know that a lot of sales trainers out there would say, No, go ahead and and your time is valuable. Just cut it off. Let them know, though, and move on to the next person.
0: Totally concur with that. And then uh, take it a step further. And it's all about developing relationships. So, you know, you're not really breaking up with somebody. If if you have a relationship, you're not really breaking up. You might just change the subject matter. Uh, And what you just said about things that come back from, you know, working on a person or something for years or a while and it finally comes full circle. That's happened to me so many times. The key was, is the relationship part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Always uh, establish a relationship. And, you know, it's the mindset of, and I'm not saying that anyone watching this show or commenting has this mindset, but there's often this mindset of the quick kill mentality, which is if I don't make the sale now, then I'm gonna be upset and you know this is an emotional play and a bit of an ego play to say, well, I'm done then, I'm moving on, not even knowing why the other person isn't taking that next step. There are reasons and it may just be they're being respectful and didn't wanna tell you the real reason, who knows? The, the bottom line is if you have established that relationship, it may come full circle and you may get business as a result of it down the road. It's happened to me multiple times. And so you just have to be okay with building a relationship and that's a no, right? You're getting a no, a, a no answer is a no inherently, uh, for some time. And, uh, just,
1: yep. yep, yeah. Inherently. Yeah. It often is, um, or sometimes it, because we don't know, right? So we we do have to keep the um, keep the dialogue going, I think. so the you're right, Brian, the breakup email is it's not a it's really just a a kind of a um, a position where it's uh, not not forever broken up, but just a, hey, I'm gonna stop pursuing you but by all means, and this is where I think you know as an entrepreneur, especially when you're in business and you're you're, um, Prospecting and, and you have to be organized. So you've got to be collecting the names of people and stay in touch with them and put them on your drip list and follow up with them and stay in touch with them so that that, that technical no there doesn't become uh, never, you know, yeah.
0: no.
1: doesn't have to be forever.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, if we think more of a business being a relationship building thing, than just getting a sale, then I think that what you just stated will work very, very well. Uh, I think the issue is with people are, it's a one or a zero, either I made a, I made a sale or I didn't, I'm moving on. If I didn't, if I made one, then good. And I can nurture that farther. But uh, yeah, I have so many friends, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and successful people that I talk to on a daily basis, whether it's on the phone or messenger or text, and just keeping the relationship alive. if I see something I think they might benefit from, I will let them know whether I'm involved in it or not. Uh, and some sometimes I am involved in it and they're not interested. I'm fine with that because not everybody has the bandwidth to take on another task or they're just it's not in their value system. It's okay. But as long as you have that relationship, I think that's your foundation. And the nos aren't as solid then because you have a relationship. And to me relationships are very very valuable um they hold a higher value to me than actual money but the funny thing is is they can often turn into and relate and become <laughs> a source of income for you so it's very important it's it's a fun it's a fun concept i love it all and i love go for no it's a, it's such a unique way of looking at things here we go jeff Figan. ever the teacher instructor you can say I'm going to share some information with you and answer all your questions. All I ask in return is you give me an answer at the end of our meeting. And no is a perfectly appropriate answer. Fair enough. Yes, I, I mean yes, I agree, Jeff. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I've had sales scripts where I put almost that verbatim in them, and so you you either you know yes or no, one or the other. There's no other option. Would you would you be okay with respecting that and just being honest? If it's a no, I'm fine. Yeah. If you, and we call that an NLP pre-framing. So kind of setting expectations so that you know when it comes to time, it's like it's not as uncomfortable and it's just easy flow. Oh fantastic. Yeah. So love
1: it. Love it. Totally. Yeah.
0: Agree. What is it like to co-author a book with someone else? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that's a great question. So Richard and I have written many, many books together. And when you co-author a book with someone, someone ultimately has to take the lead. And he is really the creative genius of the two of us. Um, Meanwhile, I have hijacked everything that he's ever created (laughs) and and i'm the communicator of those ideas on the face um yeah so richard is a brilliant writer and he uh the very first book that we ever wrote was for the retail industry called unlocking the secrets of retail magic it was a fable um just like go for no go for no was our um third book actually we we wrote another one for the retail industry um and what our process we have a very kind of distinct process which is he does a very quick first draft and then i go through and literally edit it and i move things it's kind of what's called a developmental edit in the book publishing world where Mm -hmm. you take big chunks and throw them out and x them out which always breaks his heart um you delete things and move chunks so yeah we we uh the great thing though is that I think that early on his ego was much more affected by my changes and now we both work so well together that he he trusts and he trusts my judgment so much that we're both just working for the best possible product so there's no ego involved Uh, you just deleted like Two pages, and th- that took me three days to write. Sorry, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, but we work really well together. And the secret, Brian, of our books too is, and this is why our publishing company is called Success in 100 Pages, is books are short. Because our our goal is to actually have people consume books. We want books to be easily consumed. Um, the short, you know, so we're, we're fans of shorter books that tackle kind of tighter subjects um that don't try to capture you know everything in a particular genre or particular you know um industry just focus on something really specific so that if somebody has a particular problem they're looking to solve that book can do it
0: fantastic yeah i i can recount several times where i purchased a book i'm all gung-ho and then it arrives and it comes in and it's like this thick and it, it just i'm like No, (laughs) and I ended up sticking it in the shelf. And you know that that book that was self help just became a book of shelf help. help.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, It happened to me the other day. Actually, we got I was really excited about a particular author, and the book came, and I was like, "Oh gosh, this is this is going to require me to be really excited about reading this because it was (laughs) a lot of pages and very very little white space, lots of text."
0: And then thank God for Audible, you know, the technology, because uh, I found that I can read, I can listen much better than my eyes. You know, my eyes will get tired quick and I I get droopy and start getting tired physically. And then Audible, I I discovered it long after it had come out. Uh, My mentor told me about it. I was like, what? What's that? And now that's every book on that ReachYourPeakLibrary.com, every one of those I listen to. And I love that because I can drop it in the car, you know, it's on my phone instead of listening to music, um, I now it's university on wheels. You've heard so many people talk about that. And so you can listen to it in pieces and it keeps your place for you. (laughs) You don't have to worry about a bookmark slipping out or a dog ear coming undone or whatever. And uh, it's just, it's so convenient and wonderful. And for me, I retain the information better so I can go with a longer book. But I still, I like those concise ones like you guys write that it gets to the point, takes care of the point and it's done. And you've got, great value as a result you're like wow that was fantastic and i'm done where's the next one you know that's what i'm looking for yes love audible thank you thomas let's let's start an audible uh users group i'm just kidding Um, really there's plenty out there so you said you you wrote a lot of books what's the can you quantify how many
1: um (laughs) gosh it's funny uh (laughs) <laughs> I, I I always say like 6 or 7 um because yeah we wrote a book called um Fear Factory which is also a fable about a guy who gets stuck in um in the place that manufactures and distributes fear to the general public and he has to figure out how to escape the fear factory meanwhile there's a company next door called courage crafters which he tries to sneak into to figure out uh, which happens to be our company and he tries to figure out how he can break out of the fear factory and at at the end we always have kind of a supernatural twist um so there's a there's a little supernatural twist to the end, and and really it's just a it's a very simple fun book about uh, what fear really is. Actually, um, we wrote a book called Million Dollar a Year, which was a book for the network marketing industry based on lessons that we had learned while being on the MLM cruise for a couple years. We basically gleaned lessons from all of these um, big top earners, very successful people in the network marketing industry, and created a fable out of that as well. Um, and like uh, I guess it was saying before we got on tonight, um, we ended up writing a 2,000 page fiction series, which is a whole other, a whole, which is not on Audible. We, we actually have to get that on Audible as well. Um, and then we have started, because we've been helping people publish, we wrote a book called Million Dollar Book Formula, which is actually kind of the formula that we have found mm-hmm. is really successful for people to um, who are interested in writing and publishing their own book. And we tried to make that, we wrote Million Dollar Book Formula to kind of show people the behind the scenes about what it is how you can think about your book strategically before you publish it and how to kind of make the process, not quite as hard, even though there, there's a lot to having a book. Um, so we, we break down, um, book length and title and, and really it's all of our best advice for writing and publishing a book.
0: I think that's phenomenal because uh, I, well you tell me how, how impactful was it for you and your business? After, let's say, your first book went out.
1: Yeah, the book is, has been the complete door-opening marketing tool, wow. and even our first book, Retail Magic. Um, I was at a conference early on in our business. Our business we hadn't we literally had no clients. Still, <laughs> we as I was telling you in the very beginning of the show here, the our our <laughs> marketing department was not all that professional. So we did, we did create this book. It was, it was a really good, very targeted specific book. So I'm at this conference, um, for the American society of training development. I see this woman across the room. I I've got a few of our books in my hands. I walk up to her, introduce myself. She's a vice president of human resources with JCPenney. I hand her a copy of the book. She flips through it and she's basically like, call me on Monday. This looks really interesting. That book got us in the door to that company. And we ended up working with them like 30 different times. Um, so books have opened so many. That was the first time that we had it that, that really got us our first client, which got us all the rest of our clients. Uh, go for no has obviously done the same thing, multiple, multiple times. And There's nothing better because a business card will only get you so far, right? People don't, they don't keep them. And if you have that book and if it's, if it's relatively short again and and consumed, um, people will tend to, in my view, they have this huge bookshelf. They've got the books that you and I talked about, which are too big and they, and people are like, I don't want to take that one, but I'm going on the airplane. So I'll take this easy one, even (laughs) if maybe it's not. You know the big name author that they think they should read because everybody's reading that person, um, and they consume your book. They're far more likely to then take action at the end when you know you have your call to action, which is, hey, now that you've read the book, maybe you know you might be interested in hiring me, or this is this is the this is how you can take the next step to learn what it is I have to share or teach or what have you. So there's no doubt in my mind that the book has been the single greatest marketing tool that we have had. Wow. And without it, we wouldn't be in business. There's absolutely no doubt. Our, our business really is based on books.
0: Did you hear that? Ladies and gentlemen, their book, and we can just talk about one, but is the single greatest marketing resource they have and that they use. That is amazing. And I'm really glad you said that. And I'm really glad that, you're here tonight because this is so important for folks to understand. I mean, I'm 90% done with my first book uh, and I will finish before the year is over and I can't wait. And it's going to be called mind body business. Just for those of you that are going to be watching on Amazon and other places um, through all the things I've learned over the years and experienced and how I've turned it into success. And that's what you want to do is give people results. But uh, there were so many great nuggets there. So business card, you know, the, 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 uh, comparison to a business card, and this is something I have a very close friend. Uh, he's actually the sponsor, uh, his company, the Big Insider Secrets, where he, uh, you know, he and others. I've heard it from others as well. They would rather than give someone a business card, they would give them a copy of their book, mm. and that is, you know, people are looking at that going, you know, you just their their reaction is unbelievable. It's like, well, what's more, what which, which one are they going to throw away, right? right? Are they going to, you know, typically in a seminar or whatever, they're walking on their bag, they'll stick it in their bag. And, they'll go, man, that was pretty nice. And they'll remember you, even if they don't open the book. The other thing is the authority status that it gives you, right? You're an instant authority if they find out, you know, they could be talking to you, Andrea. They don't know you yet. And just say, oh, yeah. And then in your case, say, yeah, I'm a co-author of Go for No. i like, what? And now they revere you. You are a goddess amongst them. It's like instant authority status. And it, it's true. You know, every anyone has a business card. Everyone and anyone can have one. And by the way, anyone and everyone can and should write a book. It just takes a lot more effort. And the thing is, is it's important to get that thing done. And I know that myself personally, and I'm glad to hear you say how it's opened so many doors. And I've heard this countless times, Andrea, countless times. How many, I mean, people that want to become speakers and speak on stage until they write their book, they're struggling. They write their book. They're on everybody's stage. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's, it's going to be your golden ticket and you're going to get on anything and everything you ever wanted, but it will ease the pain of doing so greatly. Uh, What was the other thing you said? Oh, this, okay. Golden nugget. I don't know if everyone caught her say, and then you put your call to action at the end of the book. Oh, Mm. oh, I, I, I did a backflip of joy uh, virtually in my seat because call to action. You have this book. It's in their hands. It's in their ears. You have their attention. They just en- enjoyed it. If they got to the end, they loved it, number one. And now they're at the end. You say, what is your next step to take with me? That's brilliant. That's genius. That's marketing. I mean – I don't know if other people caught this, but write that down. Put in a call to action, either at the end of the book, maybe even in the intro, wherever it makes sense, as long as you've built rapport through your book, and you've got them to know, like, and trust, and all that good stuff. It's, uh, my goodness, you got me going here, Andrew. Those were good. phenomenal, phenomenal nuggets. Yes. Oh, thank you, Thomas. <laughs> Congrats in advance on your first of many books. That looks like champagne. I'm ready. Let's go. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. C-T-A. That is right kind of like the YMCA, but CTA. Fantastic. You got me, you got me going. You got me riled. This is a good thing. Um, it's, it's, oh goodness. So I think it was before we came on, we talked about your and my respective, uh, corporate world experience Yeah. and that yours ended at 20, the, the age of 24. And then you went back again. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you've been, you've dipped your toes in the water twice on each side of the fence and now you're full bore entrepreneur, if you could, if you could bring it down and, and make it as concise as just one word, one word, how would you characterize your life today as an entrepreneur?
1: Mm, I would say adventure. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an adventure because uh, like I said, um, it's just, There is so much opportunity out there. And from a go for no perspective, it's all about figure. It's all about being willing to fail. And that means telling your story to as many people as you can, um, as fast as you can. It means taking those chances, taking the risks, not being, uh, well, you can be afraid to fall down and mess up and fall on your face. You can be afraid. You can have that fear that that fear is OK. You have to just do it in spite of that fear and just be just be OK with that and fall on your face and it will pay off that that is. Um, yeah, why? there's So that, that's why I find that it is a, it's an adventure.
0: Yeah, and it is. And that that's one of the reasons why, because you never know what's on the other side. You don't know if it's gonna be a yes, you don't know if it's a no. Uh, can't stand maybe. I wanna know one way or another. But right. uh, <laughs> and that's where the pre-framing, like Jeff Fagan properly pointed out, give me a yes or a no. Yeah. And let's let's you know respectfully ask for that and just say hey and ask their for their concurrence. Yeah, I will do that. It's 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 sales one oh one and uh, yeah, I love I surround myself with the most the best of the best, including you, Andrea. Uh, Jeff Fagan helped T. Harv Eker start his empire and worked with him, I think, four or five years building the whole empire. Uh, And that is it's amazing. And he's never stopped teaching. Jeff hasn't. Uh, He's he's just still crushing it. And I appreciate that guy. Um, And uh, yes. Oh, so I was going to ask you this question. I love to ask everyone, but I think you already answered it because I was going to ask you. You know what? I think it bears repeating and emphasizing and maybe maybe you'll come up with a different answer. Maybe it'll be the same. But one of the most uh, curious questions I always ask, I love to ask of every entrepreneur that comes on here that's successful, you know, because it can change over time. Marketing, like what worked 10 years ago, what worked five years ago, what worked two years ago may not work today. Hmm. And that's like you said, adventure always changing. Um, What what works for your marketing is it still the book is it the number one resource okay i'll ask you this yeah. how do you get a book out there in front of people's eyeballs that's not go for no you know when you when you do your next book yeah you you'll probably rest on the fact that these are the authors of go for no right you got to mm-hmm. do that but what is your what has been your most successful form of marketing and what will you do for your your next book if you are <sighs> to write one
1: yeah so it has been from day 1 And this is, well, let me just tell you what it is. And we were saying this before social media even existed. We were saying this in 2001 when we we got go for no back and we had 5,000 sitting in the garage. Our philosophy has always been influence the influencer, influence. Mm -hmm. So we could run around trying to get individual sales professionals and entrepreneurs to read go for no but instead we said, how can we get this in the hands of the VP of sales? How can we get this in the hands of somebody who has a big team or an organization who would, who would read it and say, and then come out and say, you guys need to read this book. And remember this is before social media. So social media is great, but that's just a tool. Um, Our fundamental philosophy was influence the influencer and we, we probably have given away, I don't know, multi thousands of books, many, many thousands of Gopher We've given them away, sent them, um, hand them out just because that, that, and especially when we're doing it to influential people who can, and you're the perfect example, right? Um, and you've read it, but had you not, you know, this would be a great opportunity for me because, you know, a lot of people. So it's, it's influencing True. people who influence other people. Mm-hmm. That That is basically the strategy.
0: It's leveraging their network. That's, that's beautiful. I love it. That's, that's powerful. I hope people are catching this. So how do you get in touch with these influencers? How do you breach their, their existence? You know, their, their, their armor, uh, get through past the corporate right. veil and say, how do you reach out to them? How do you get connected with them? Is it, is there a process? Is it a long-term strategy or do you just reach out and ask straight up without them knowing who you are? How do you do that?
1: Stalking research. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I love yeah, it. You know, I, um, you can, you can build relationships slowly and that's, there's definitely a place for that. Um, and I think that Probably these days with social media, you have to be—you have to finesse things a little bit more. Um, in the early days, when books were a little bit 20 years ago, and they were a little bit more special than maybe they are today, and when it was harder to get in touch with people, I mean, we would just send—we would literally track somebody's address down, and um, you know, send them a book with a note. Like I've sent many books to, and never heard from him but like i've sent a book to mark zuckerberg and different people like that right um just finding their address and sending them a book so that's how we've done it
0: and isn't it i mean is that more impactful to send them a physical book than like an audible you know here's a free listen on audible an mp3 or here is uh, here's an ebook on a thumb drive. I mean, have you noticed a difference, or have you just done the physical book and I that's just, just done
1: worked? physical? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we come from the, and I don't know if you know the name Dan Kennedy from mm-hmm. Marketing Days. So we're, we're Dan Kennedy fans, and he's all about direct mail and direct yeah. marketing, and and that's how we built our business. It is we did a lot of direct mail. Now, of course, it was harder to get email, people were, I mean, our first email address was an AOL email account. So, you know, this goes back, um, terrifying times, right? Terrifying. Uh, And yet, I I think sending physical mail, especially today, because people aren't used to getting it and you don't want somebody to jump through hoops. You want somebody to go like, Ooh, cool. Interesting envelope. Let me open this up and see what this is. Right. People will open that stuff up. There is no email that you can send today. That's special. It doesn't matter what you do. You can color it green. It doesn't, it's not special. So big fan of direct mail. Yes, it costs money. Um, And if you're strategic of who you are trying to influence. You don't have to send it out to 10,000 people. Pick a few targeted people and just, and, and have a long-term attitude. That's the other thing that we had with go for no There was a time when we said, oh, we're gonna sell a million copies by X date. And That date came and went, we didn't sell a million copies. And we said, you know what? Don't worry about the date. Let's sell a million copies eventually. So let's just focus on that, however long it takes. So you have to stay persistent.
0: Real quick, what do you say to the budding author that is has dreams of writing that book and making a living off of book sales by itself?
1: Book sale, making a living off of book sales is tough, but you can do it. You can do it. I would say you better know your audience and be and and be super clear what the mes- mission and message is. It cannot be general.
0: And then once you're done writing the book does it stop there? Does it, I mean, now you're just done. Okay. Everyone can buy it. Or do you need to go out and pound the pavement and market the bejeebers out of it?
1: And the real work begins. It it, it, it is an infant that you cannot abandon for 18 years where our book is 20 years old now. It's still living at home with us and we still have to feed it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Thomas is having fun. Andrea, do you want my address to send me your books? (laughs) Fear Factory sounds remarkable. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm like listening on that. And Michael Bump says I'm a big fan, but then you know that already. So I apparently, know that, yes. you know who that gentleman is. Thank you for coming um, on sorry. and coming. I <laughs> so uh, I can't believe it. This happens way too fast. But we are at the end of our hour. Um, good thing is we're not in an actual studio where I have to actually shut off the lights and leave right at that moment. Uh, but there is <clears throat> one last question I wanted to ask of you, Andrea. It's something I ask every successful entrepreneur, which means everyone that's ever been on my show uh, at the end. And I found it to be incredibly powerful and also very interesting in in the responses. It's just been, it's interesting. It's kind of a personal question and it's a very powerful question at the same time. And the thing is, is you may know the answer instantly or it may take you 10, 15, 30 seconds to come up with the answer. That's happened too. Anyway, way is fine. Um, but before we do that, I did promise everyone that stayed on with us live to the end. Hope you're still there, Thomas, that you can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of the Big Insider Secrets up there. You see them on the upper right-hand corner if you're watching live on the Mind Body Business Show. We're live everywhere. You cannot miss us. To do this, you do now have my express permission and Andrea's to pull out that smartphone of yours and pull up your texting app. And the reason is because of what you see on your screen right now, what you want to do is in the spot where you would type in the name of the person you are going to text, you simply type in this phone number. It is 314-665-1767. Go ahead and do that. And then In the message area where you would type in your message, maybe an emoji, no emojis, just type in the word peak, P-E-A-K, followed by a hyphen or a dash if you prefer, and the word vacation, all together, no spaces. So phone number again is 314-665-1767 and type the message peak vacation. And then follow the instructions. There are several steps involved. You need to see it to the end, finish the race, as we like to say, and then you will be entered to win from our random drawing. And again, this, is been, this has been brought to us by the big insider secrets.com, Jason Nathan Company. And I hope you win. And there's more than one of you on watching. So, yes, I hope you all win. I wish everyone could win every week, but that is not how the game works. All right. So Andrea, we had a little build-up moment about this question coming up and uh, here's the thing. Um, there, every every past guest has been asked this question and the really interesting thing is is that there is no such thing as a wrong answer. It's possible. You cannot answer it incorrectly. And and it's just the opposite, actually. It's uh, the only correct answer is yours. That's the personal part of it. So it's not a big deal. It's just it's very personal to each and every individual. And I found it very interesting that how wide and diverse the answers have come back. And again, no matter how long it takes you to come up with the answer, it's fine. It could be instant. It could take seconds. I'm not paying for the airtime, so we're good there. (laughs) All right, with that, are you ready for that question, I Andrea?
1: I am, I am, I can't wait.
0: I love it. Okay, here we go. Andrea Waltz, how do you define success? Uh,
1: um, I define success as, um, Waking up every day and loving what you do and having the courage and freedom to do that, which you love.
0: And the little dramatic pause everyone loves. Yes. Thank you so much. I find oftentimes they will start and then they'll have a lot more to say after. So I was giving you time in case that happened. It's just been so unbelievably cool. And look, that was the right answer. It was yours, you know, to wake up and I loved it. The courage, I think that was the key word. You know, you you already talked about fear and in your book, right? Your fable book, when you talk about the fear factory and courage crafters, that's so awesome. I love that name uh, for your company. And courage is key in, in success. And and so your answer is correct. And so were the 106 or five or however many that preceded you. Uh, They all define success as you see it right now in your life today, back 20, 30 years ago, I'll bet the answer would have been completely different. It would have been for me too. And so it's this always this moving target of a definition that each of us have. That's why it's so remarkable. Uh, And so in the uh, light of writing books, I'm just going to tell you a secret and it's just between you and me, Andrea, nobody else can hear this. <laughs> it's I have so many of these now, I'm going to compile all of them into a collaborative book and it's going to be called, how do you define success? I already have the the.com case. Anyone's out there trying to get it. Oh, right. So, uh, at some point I'll be asking you for your permission to include yours in there and you'll get to see your quote in, in words, just to make sure you're not misquoted. Uh, and it's phenomenal. It's going to be phenomenal because all of these people, I just found it so intriguing that everyone had a different answer. No two people yet, Andrea, no two people have answered it the same exact way over a hundred. It's unbelievable. It's awesome.
1: That's so cool. It's a great question.
0: Uh, And a great answer, better answer. Oh man, that was phenomenal. So uh, what I'd like to do is give you one last hurrah, one last word if you were to give someone a piece of advice, you know, they're in—they're thinking of either starting a business or they're in one and they're struggling, what would be the biggest piece of advice you can give anyone in either of those cases?
1: You know, I love the quote. I don't know who said it, but um, I think there's something like that life is not a dress rehearsal. And so this is like, depending on your religious beliefs, pretty much the one, one time that we have are coming around, you know, (laughs) here. And so life is so precious. Don't waste it on doing anything that you hate. Uh, You just um, be willing to fail. In fact, I wrote this down in case sometimes I get asked for quotes. Um, This is one of my favorites. Actually, you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love um don't fail at what you don't want that that that's that is my advice
0: fantastic and for those of you that were taking notes I'm running this show and you can see I got writer's cramp I filled the page I ran out of room I had to fill in the margins that's because Andrea Waltz you brought major value you brought a great uh, amount of experience of uh, I mean you, folks this is free I hope you wrote notes. I hope you took them down and I hope you act on those notes. I hope you now, if you haven't done so, not just seriously consider, but execute on the idea of writing that book and getting it done. And I don't know, Andrea, are you open to have people connect with you to, if they have questions? Do you have maybe, tra- you have a training program on your book. Um, yeah. And what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you and have that conversation?
1: Probably just message me at go for, through go for now.
0: Okay. Yeah. So goforno.com. Go go no.
1: Yeah, and goforno.com. Yeah, we're well branded, so it's good. You can't type <laughs> go for no in and, and not find me.
0: <laughs> that is so true. I was testing that earlier today. <laughs> this is phenomenal, Andrea Waltz. I cannot thank you enough for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Um, tell your husband we appreciate him as well. Uh, and you know the talent that you two bring to the table together is obvious. I mean the results show it. That's the bottom line. It's all about the results. So thank you again for spending your very valuable time with not only myself, but our audience and those that will not only see this live, but those that are going to listen to it on podcasts, uh, many moons after this is over. And it's, it's timeless information. What uh, Andrea has given you for tips on success, I have heard my entire life. I mean, books are always and have always been one of the most powerful marketing tools you could ever have and possess. So when would now be the right time to write that book you've been thinking about? Yes. Yes. And we got some final comments. Let's see. Great show. Thank you, Mr. Fagan. I just clicked on the first one I saw. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, thank you to your husband, Richard, Andrea, appreciate him. Ah,
1: You guys are so nice. Thanks.
0: Yeah. And, and thank you for your time personally. Uh, And that's it. Our show is now a wrap. On behalf of the amazing, the wonderful Andrea Waltz, I am Brian Kelly, your host of The Mind Body Business Show. We will be back again next week with another phenomenal guest. I don't know if they can top this one, but we will be back. And until then, be blessed. So long for now. Bye bye, all. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. Kelly.